Okay, let's begin. So, let's begin. Okay. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the show, Eat with the Owner. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And today is, uh, I guess, episode 41. Okay. There's a lot of long, boring stories before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of interesting stories too. And uh, so it's, uh, it's like, uh, how does, like, your name is Monica Hamburg, right? Yes. So, yeah, I followed you on Instagram. Thank you. I appreciate. I see that, and I get excited. I'm like, this is this is really good. You still want to do a bit closer? Oh, okay, absolutely. We don't have that COVID two meter thing. Oh anymore. yeah. Oh, okay. We're fine, is what you're saying. COVID's done, right? I guess so. Because <laughs> even if it's not done, it seems like a lot of people they don't care that much. Anymore. Yeah, I think that yeah. is exactly what's happened. Yeah, but I guess right now it's like uh, today's Boxing Day, right? It, Yes. December, like uh, I guess it'll be like a flu and the COVID. And another thing is, what is the S? Oh, MERS, the the camel flu, or no? There's another S R V, whatever the, oh. the, the 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 kind of the system breathing system. What is the? Oh, great, a SARS, a, not SARS. No, it's not. It's a it's common the kind of a another kind of disease, but not. Crazy, crazy, but it's all three come back, combined together. It's like Pokemon, we have to collect all of them. Yeah, yeah. We can't just have one, we need to have like six of them. I don't even know the one you're talking about. I'll look it up and they get three, really they are, horrified. They are three all working together right now. Nice, so, collaboration. You can have uh, uh, any one of them or three of them all together. Oh, oh, this just, oh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> good mix, good mix. Good mix, well, thank you for doing this, it's fun. Okay, great, so, uh, it's amazing because I, I saw you, uh, the, the, I guess how I found you is like, uh, I went to, uh, like at a water, there's a comedy nest, right? Yes, the comedy I, nest. I went twice, one time you were there, I, I believe, and then I, I kind of searched on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That's so I'm, lovely. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really flattering. Well, you're one of my favorite, I know you're not the restaurant, I was gonna say you're one of my favorite restaurants, but. You're one of my favorite restaurants, and then you as an owner, I really like because I love your menu. So yeah. when you started following me on Instagram, I was like, this is kind of really cool. Oh, <laughs> this is really, yeah, yeah we it's like good comedy. energy. This comedy is a, is a really, as I said, it's, it's really a amazing way for people doing the comedy. Like, uh, they put themselves out there, you know, yeah, making fun of themselves, making fun of everything laughable. Yes, but, yeah, and I mean, there is something admired that, but then there also is like, performers need a lot of attention so some of it comes from that place too that it's not necessarily all the altruism of wanting to make people laugh sometimes it's actually like attention yeah 15, at least <laughs> there's a big percentage of okay. needing attention and needing uh, validation from people and living your life needing the adrenaline rush yeah. so uh, there's lots of great stuff about it but it is also funny that there's like there's that negative where it's like they're they're adrenaline junkies okay but some people they're very like I I'm pretty sure you couldn't laugh Dave Chappelle as well, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of yeah. people doing this business. Yeah, like yeah. But he's amazingly natural. That's the That's thing. That's a talent, that, so it looks like. It's I think so. But I also think probably lots of experience. I mean, mm -hmm. the more stage experience you have, the more years under your belt, you get more and more comfortable. It's, but even but people think when... When he was like 14, 15, see, 15 so very young, he was yeah. very cool as well. Oh, uh, see? And he was in Montreal a lot of times. As a, the beginning of his career, something like that. I was told. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I listened a lot of that stuff. That's cool. So, yeah. I always admire that. That's always that's always been so strange. Is when you 
start out and you're terrible and then you see people that are starting out and they're already really good right away and you're like oh no that's not fair <laughs> how did you start out well it's very admirable but it's an odd it's an odd thing to be so magical and competent as a comedian right away you just to save some time we can oh. stop ordering oh we're okay i thought you might pick out all the stuff i was no, like it's a it's a, it's a collaboration it's better to uh, it's better for you to uh, pick so you can try something okay you know, risk-free things you know <laughs> oh i mean you know I, i'm fairly adventurous uh but I, I have to tell you my favorite things um my favorite thing is your menu and then also the food uh, your menu is amazing uh, if anyone doesn't know they have to look up your menu it's pretty amazing but my favorite ones are the three cup chicken yeah. I think that's amazing and then also i believe that it's, one has bones is that good i love you? that yes okay. it's, but in front of camera is that i mean i'm a messy eater anyway i'm not sure it will okay. matter okay. <laughs> okay. it will matter this is there'll just be footage of me yeah. eating messily i think i don't know are you okay with that you for see, sure 100 yeah or can you like eventually blackmail me with this you know if i ever get famous you will be able to send out this <laughs> and be like this is I have her eating extremely muscly. That's, um, that's amazing. <laughs> We're not from royal family. <laughs> I'm definitely not from a royal family. Uh, that one's my favorite. And then I also I don't want to order this right now just because I'm I probably had enough. Uh, yeah, but it's, yeah. But uh, spicy diced chicken is another one of my favorites. And yeah. I think you guys do it unbelievably. It's so good. Anyway, so those my my favorite is the three cup chicken. So you tell me what you love. Do, do you want to try the dry fried green beans? Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. Whatever you like that you think is best. I can pick another one because we're gonna drink a little bit, so it's easier to order a little bit more. Okay. Uh, have a lot of a lot of time. Tell me something else you like. Um, it's very popular. Otherwise, cumin beef very popular. That's really good. I've had it and it's good. Yes, that's delicious. I love cumin. Mm, what else? This one, did you try the twice cooked pot? No, nope. okay, that one is. It's a pork, obviously, but it's also from pork belly and oily and a little bit spicy, not too much oily. Not too much oily, or no, no, you don't like too much. I don't want too much oil. Yeah, but otherwise, it sounds really good. Let's let me see. That's always thing I be warn people against. Is it something? Yeah, I've noticed that in the menu too, and it's really good to have that because sometimes you're like, yeah, after the last year, I was we had the lucky publicity. Because of the menu, yes, I, I made a, a video to explain every dish. Oh yeah, so uh, I haven't e seen that yet. so easier for for people, customer, they if they want if they are waiting or have extra minutes want to see what's going on with that dish. Oh, so it's, cool! Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, easier for them. It's so helpful. I mean, How about I, spicy? Not I love spicy. spicy. Oh, very yeah. spicy. I'm happy with that. Did you try this citron spicy pot? That also the with the citron popcorn. Sounds oh okay. Yes, the one that makes your tongue numb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's Try do that. that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Steam rice as well. Yes, please. Thank you. Okay. 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 Here's this. <laughs> so the camera will go on, I, go, I need to go stance anyway, I need to bring the sake. That's okay, I will have a, yeah, yeah. if I admit any have criminal a, activities. Is, what is that called, uh, uh, the solo, the, 
what is that called? The monologue. Monologue, yeah. And also, I'll, admit, I'll, I'll just talk about all my crimes, <laughs> all the crimes I've committed, I'll say right now. character I'm playing, person warmly looking at their coffee or tea, just contemplating some Meisner exercise. Saki. Saki. Yay. Yeah. We had a, yeah, yesterday we had a, we had a, only one day off for me. Mm -hmm. I know had a friend coming over to our place. We have the, the Chinese hot pot, so. Oh, wow. I guess You're cooking even on your day off? No, oh. the hot pot, the good thing is like, you oh. just put that in boil. Okay. So uh, we had a lot of meal, so uh, eat, uh, ate a lot. Usually I don't eat too much, but that's, today we eat a lot again. So <laughs> two days in a row, yeah. that's, that's a sacrifice for this video. Oh no, I don't want you to sacrifice. Don't it's always that. that case. No, I sac sacrifice every time. Is this your sacrifice for your art? This is, you know, what we all do. This is oh, for the video, yeah. I don't know if you'll be able to, you can hear me okay? That should be. We, we test? Okay. I'm not doing a thing where it's like muzzled and at the end it'll be like, oh, why did we have a mic? Great, let's do Saki. Thank you so much. Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. It's, a, it's a holiday. Yes. So as usual, normally I do this, I, in this little podcast, like the people tell their stories. Mm. I ask your story, you can ask me questions. Okay. I tell my story, your story is oh, kind no. of a, so, so your name Monica Hamburg, yes. right? Yes. The Hamburg is that anything close to McDonald's? <laughs> no. So uh, okay. So, Why do we call Hamburg? So it's a uh, German. It's uh, the the place in ha in Germany, Hamburg. Okay. So McDonald's so, coming from Germany. Um, I don't know what McDonald's comes from. <laughs> I mean, the hamburger itself it must have some sort of background. One would assume with the name. It's a famous the family name. It's but, a popular family name. Okay, it's complicated. Uh, so my family's Hungarian, and a lot of Hungarians do have German names. Uh, this is a uh, uh, Hungarian is the the country with a lot of art, right? A lot of. I mean, yes and no. It has Hungarian. a reasonable amount of art. It's a tiny little country, tiny, yeah. tiny country. A lot of musicians Poland. or something. A recent, yeah. Some, I some mean, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I saw some famous musicians Probably. from that. There's a yeah, a lot of people, a lot of refugees come from Hungary that you know created some art in the like or yeah music. I believe like I'm trying to remember if Irving Berlin or people like that, but there was like a lot of like I believe forties or fifties musicians mm -hmm. that are from Hungary. Uh, I don't <laughs> working with my memory is the worst, but yeah. So um, so my name is uh, I changed my name. I grew up with the name Hamburger. But it was terrible to grow up with that name, so, <laughs> so I cut the last two letters off when I turned eighteen. I filed to to have my name legally changed. Yes, but.
for for like the for, for me like a second language in English, yes. it, it doesn't make too much difference to be honest. Right? No, I understand that. I mean, if, for me, it was so important because I was just tired of feeling like anytime someone learned my name, it was embarrassing. Like every time I had to introduce myself in class, and they said sure. my name, and I'm everyone would turn around and laugh, and I was like, I, it was, was already. I just realized yeah. that's a different word. Because yeah. I was hamburger. It's already hamburger. No, but, no, they're two I'm different not, words. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> You no, can tell it's, my... it's totally fine. Okay. So yeah, that's the thing for me. That was very important. I never really thought about it in terms of people coming from other okay, countries. Okay. It was just you know my own little world about it. So yeah. The, so uh, but the name itself is German. So I believe people that come from Hamburg, the town in Germany, would be called hamburgers, just like you know, okay. which is that's now amazing. very funny to think about. But yeah, but you were born here. Right? I was born here, absolutely. It's Montreal. In Montreal specifically, yeah. So you speak French as well, I suppose. This is, again, this is like every question I'm going to answer is going to be, well, it's complicated. So uh, I did speak French tolerably, but I lived elsewhere in, in Canada and the U.S. for 20 years. So now when I came back a few years ago, my French is super terrible. You know, I'm just really struggling with it. Seriously, that's, yeah. I feel good now. You feel right? Feel, feel very proud <laughs> you, of yourself. You make people feel good because totally. you, you, you're born here, you don't speak French. Not that, perfectly. That no, I mean, it is my third language, so it's still not easy, but yeah. What, so, what is the so second Hungary, language? Hung, Hungarian was my second language. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I've never had to really function in, in uh, Hungarian, so it's never been. That's easier when lot, you don't. Yeah, it's not a huge population here in Montreal, so you don't have a lot of time. Exactly, and the and the population can be like problematic. So I don't always associate yeah. with Hungarians because they're they're very they're not the most upbeat people, and they have a lot of ideas about people that aren't from Hungary. So those conversations are difficult. I, yeah, I was told from certain region people really stiff, really tough. Is that the? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all those countries have, have mentality, tough mentality. Yeah, I mean, all those countries, you know, have like very negative experiences and wars and uh, you know Russian oppression, and so the people from there get very cynical. Obviously, yeah. their country's constantly at war and yeah. how is being that today? Even like, do you do like do your parents even know? Are you interested in knowing yeah. that country? Okay, so I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I last time I was there was almost like about 36 years ago when I was 12. So, uh, and I did not enjoy any time I've been there because because it's different, because it's so bureaucratic and regimented and I've lived in Canada my whole life and so it was very uncomfortable. Uh, but uh, I, there's beautiful things about it okay. and the people I think are probably a little bit more lively yeah. now. I saw a great movie from there, I think it's called something like a reunion at the end of the world it's an amazing uh film about i'm just trying to remember what it's called it's very like a con it's a very long title like a consequences or a reunion at the end of the world and it's it's filmed now and this woman goes back to hungary because uh she is in love with this man and she the one of the first things they say in the film when she's looking for a job as a doctor as a a surgeon is how much sexism she's going to face okay. and I was like that's amazing that has not changed <laughs> that's still a thing as a woman you would experience in 2023 there so I don't I feel like that must be based in reality that if the filmmaker is putting thought, in there. I thought Europe was more progressive. Europe progressive. is but Eastern Europe isn't. That, that different? Very different. Very different. I mean but on the, the kind of overall like the scale of Canada is very progressive right? So a same level of Europe, I guess, but 
the, yeah. the Western Europe is more progressive? Much more progressive, yeah. Seriously? Absolutely, absolutely. So how did they uh, elect a uh, uh, kind of a prime minister, uh, the lady of Italy, right? Well, uh, totally she's... on the right. On the right, exactly. On the right side. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody in Eastern, in Western Europe, is is fantastic. I mean, it's just that by comparison, it feels like maybe I'm, I'm wrong. There are different places in Eastern Europe, but each one of them is so individual. Poland is very different than Hungary. Uh, you know, yeah, but, huh? Oh, wait. You thought it was Poland, right? No, 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 oh. no. Is the Hungary president is the only one opposing the? Like yeah, a, you, you, you for the for the. He's also an. I believe it's a pro, a uh, little bit pro uh, Putin. Is that? Yeah, I, th I mean, I, that's, oh, that's the only, yeah. I, uh, the Hungarian guy, I'm pretty sure, is yeah, also yeah. like an anti Semite and uh, uh, like that. He's the only one, racism. no, he's uh, the, oh, okay. the, the, the European Union, they want to pass something for Ukraine. He's the only one holding them back, right? Vetoed. He's one vote against so they cannot pass. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, I Hungarian. totally did. Yeah. All right, I'm going to look that up again. Yeah. See, I'm, see, I'm less informed. Yeah. I just know that uh, I'm never very, impressed by yeah. what they're doing there. Yeah. That's but. why, yeah, you said like totally. Lot of kind of a conservative there, I guess. It is. It is conservative. That's interesting. And, and so as a Europe, like East West, that could be that different on this. Absolutely. Well, remember, like West Germany and Eastern Germany, when they were divided, how like one was much more progressive than the other <laughs> during that time, right? But they do very well after that. Right? After that, they're doing great. I mean, I, I really want to visit Berlin, and yeah. it seems amazing. But yeah, that's, that's amazing. So how do you uh, like you grew up here, and then the school? Like all the time, like uh, primary, secondary school there in Montreal. Yes, yes. I left when I was twenty, so I went through all my basic education here, even Seja, and then I left. Yeah. Seja is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird system, but kind of cool. Yeah, it's I cool, but it. very different. I know, because yeah, nothing different. else in Canada is yeah. like that. What's your been your experience with that? I mean, your daughter's young, so she's uh, after two or three years, probably gonna think about even now, like grade four. She's grade four, so okay. we think about secondary school already. Okay. Like, wow. Of, you know, Chinese Chinese parents very very uh, crazy on education. Of course, of course. Very crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. From you know. that early, we we have you kind of you have to know the CJAC system, you know where to yeah. choose. Like they have something you focus on, and then next step go to which university. Yeah, but I mean, in the same time, what I think, and one of my friends who's a teacher feels this way as well, is that it gives you the opportunity when you're younger to still yeah. kind of figure things out, have a little bit of space. Between. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you can choose to do the career right away, yeah. or you can continue the university. Yeah, and then it's also so nice to have that space where you can figure things out, because it's hard for kids to go on this track where okay, now you're going to be, let's say, a scientist or whatever, and you don't have a lot of space to explore what you're interested in. Yeah. And I think that Sejep gives people that space. And while you can still kind of be a bit more, like still be immature, right? You don't have to be as determined. I mean, I was always obsessive, but I, I think that it gives children a little bit more leeway, and I think that's healthy. A lot but, of times it's weird. I don't know it's uh, to explain things we we used to call it, if it exists, it has a reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very generous, because sometimes yeah. when you find out things exist, you're like, that actually, the reason isn't good. Yeah, exactly, something really <laughs> bad. really bad reasons. <laughs> really bad <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I believe that Sejep is great, and I'm surprised that we are the only province that has that, because it's so useful. But there's now the controversial, I don't know, some mm -hmm. controversial, they, they said, some people, certain people, kids cannot go to the English Sejep, right? 
Yeah, they've always done that with they've done that with edu basic education for a long time. I know yeah. you've had that experience. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, but so now Asia, yeah, of course. But the kids growing up here. Of course. Like, yeah. So she's great. She's speaking French perfectly. She's fantastic. Yeah, it's invaluable. I'm learning her. French from her. From her. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a lot from people. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. But then Seja, yeah, they're trying to pass something where you can only go to French Seja if you're, yeah. if what? If you're... I, I guess my daughter can go to French Seja. Okay. I believe because we're okay. now qualified as a English speaker, speaking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you, and you speak French, right? Mm. Medium? If officials ask, I say yes. Oh yeah, no, we're on camera. So <laughs> I also speak perfect French and have spoken perfect French my whole life. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay. Uh, the level point, point two? Level, level point two. <laughs> you think so? You're level point yeah, two? I can the Barclay, you know, the Mabelle, or, you know, you know, like, Barclay Francais, you know. Oui, on parle Francais. Of the level, you know. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And how is it? How is it? Uh, so I met somebody who told me that he was from Ontario. Well, he's from uh, Haitian originally, but then he moved, they moved to Ontario for a while. That and then I think to Quebec. And so he said his experience was what was really challenging was his child had to go to French school, but then when he had to go to like the parent-teacher meetings, he couldn't oh, yeah, speak yeah. the same language as That's, the teachers. Yeah, so what's exactly. that? What's that like? I went there once, like. Uh, yeah, they did try the all the teachers. They always start with French mm. all the time. Right. But if you if I had to ask question like they English, okay. they, they they are okay to to okay. They, they're willing. Teachers are really nice. To okay, be I'm, so glad. They, I'm so glad. Both all of them, all, most of them bilingual. So okay. they were they're willing to uh, answer English. But fortunately, my wife speaks French relatively well. Ooh. So uh, okay. yeah, we. She studied French like as a second foreign language. We have first foreign language English. Okay. Most people, most students in China. So she had the opportunity to have a second foreign language, so French. So she had when we came here, she had a basic French already. So in the French system, she picked up really well. So she went to a college from La Salle. In uh, she did the course courses in French. Okay. So after three years, two, two or three years in La Salle college, her French was. Very, very good. That's very amazing. Good. So, good for her. So for the school parents meeting, always hope, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and you I listen. The you listen. Can you understand it better than you speak it? No, always other way around. Always I can speak. I need a helping. I can I can ask for help in French. Most of the kids, I can read a lot because a lot of close to I know the grammar. I yes. spend a lot of time learning the grammar amazing. by myself. I'm, uh, yeah, but the listening always is the difficult part. Interesting. Okay, because my experience is different. Is based that I understand, but again, I grew up learning it. I can understand it perfectly. Still, it's the speaking that's challenging. So that's, that's the emotion problem. You that's the yeah. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Interesting. Okay. It's uh, for me. It's totally opposite. No. Even the English too. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. It's even the English, like sometimes that's why I keep learning English. It's like uh, the speaking part, I'm okay. It just sometimes you have to search for a right word or something. But the listening, sometimes still, you know, get some people, if they have some slow or like too fast, 
you know. Yeah, it, that's the challenge. Yeah. When it's too fast, yeah. when you and know. some they have a little bit accent, accents. Or not, yeah, they're not speaking like uh, sometimes. You know, they're not enunciating perfectly, and you're like, yeah. oh no, this it's is not going to work for me. Yeah, it's a good thing I came here almost seventeen years. Okay. So I'm forty three, forty three years. Old. Okay. Yeah. You're younger than me. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, for me, it's always like learn. It's, it doesn't the English my like learning is my hobby. I try to yeah because my Mandarin is pretty good. Yeah, my Chinese is pretty good. Yeah, well your English is really good. I don't need to improve my yeah. Chinese anymore. <laughs> You're good. You can stop room, now. Yeah, a lot of room to improve. Though. There's ancient Chinese. If you really want to into it, the Chinese language itself for Chinese people very difficult to to, to improve to, to learn. But like uh, English, really learning English is amazing. For me, it's like uh, uh, to know a lot of information <coughs> in the English world. It's it, amazing. It's exceptional that you yeah. can speak yeah. English. You know, is it? Do you still translate things in your mind, or like, or you? Just, I guess started ten years ago or some one night I had a dream in English. So. My God, right? That's when they say you like. That's when they say you've mastered the language. Yeah, you start dreaming. Just like language. I read a wow. lot of books, English okay. books. I I watch a lot of English shows. Like, uh, so sometimes I had the logic in my in the dream. Like uh, I was kind of calculating in my mind. Like uh, in English, sometimes like in the in the dream, I knew I was dreaming. Yes, of course. I, yeah, I've had those dreams too. Not yeah, always, yeah, but yeah I, sometimes. One thing really bad happened, about to happen. I told myself in the dream, "Is this a dream? Yes. It's not scary." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it happened to me several times. Okay. But when I realized I had a dream in English, like I was doing English conversation, doing the in, next morning, I find hmm, English is improving. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's very cool. I don't think I've ever had. A French dream or a Hungarian dream. I think I've always dreamt in English, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's also because I'm. But recently, yeah. always majority ninety nine percent of dreams like last night, I guess in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> but even just the one yeah, is like yeah, that's, yeah. So that's people say that's when you you know language. It's when there's you, a three cup chicken and this uh, spicy uh, hot, uh, what is the Sichuan spicy pot? Amazing! I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And then I, when I came here, I realized like a lot of content on the internet. It's really amazing, like uh, mm. especially the American, uh, United States. I um, I followed a lot of uh, that time. I was reading a lot of news from CNN. To uh, the reading is very big, a very good way to improve English okay. vocabulary. The way of organizing sentences. Mm -hmm. So like I I spent a lot of reading CNN website, also the Wikipedia. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. a big reader on uh, Wikipedia. So huge. Yeah, to learn new words and also to learn to know the history of some events or something. That's amazing. Well, that's the that's a very beautiful quality, the curiosity, because I think that makes a huge difference in. Yeah, of course. I think I think that's kind of something that I find very admirable is when people are curious to learn things. It makes a huge difference. It's like I want to. I want to know more than I know, right? And some people don't want to know more than they know, but it's a great quality to do. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your help. <laughs> <laughs> Does your daughter already know what she wants to do when she grows up? Does she have ideas? Uh, I, every once in a while, I would ask her. At the beginning, was zookeeper, ambulance driver at uh, the beginning. These are both great jobs, yes. Yeah. Okay. Zookeeper. Oh, recently there's a 
is the, what is that? Uh, the vet. What is that called? Yeah, veterinarian. Yeah, veterinarian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are, would, are you, would you be okay with any of those? I think she's going to change. She might change, but what <laughs> if she all, didn't? We, would you be okay with those? I think she'd be fine. I, I really, but all the, a lot of parents, I think, I, I know, they all wish them successful, the lawyer. Yes, you know, doctor, lawyer. Those doctor, are the two popular lawyer. ones. The lawyer is the hottest. Yeah. <laughs> they, they care about winning, lose. They don't care about moral. It's right? not a health. It's not a. It's, I mean, I know a lot of lawyers. I used to work as legal assistant, and it's a tremendously unhealthy profession. And I mean, a lot of jobs it's are. Very, but... very unhealthy, especially when you, especially the criminal lawyers. You know, you are defending a bad guy. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, were, were they kind of the. Uh, and I, you I, know the other, you all the. 30 secrets, but you cannot tell. But then also, what the part that's admirable about that is that they genuinely believe in the justice system. So they believe everybody has the right to a fair trial. Whether they're guilty or innocent, they have, uh, you should be able to, uh, you, you can't just go in and, and get charged. And so they okay. believe in the uh, authenticity of the system, which I, that's that's where a lot of these- But those, sometimes yeah. one, one side is loyal, the skills better than the other side. Yes, so that, I know it doesn't. That, that does not reflect the truth sometimes. Oh no, right? no, the justice system is totally uh, a mess. But uh, that's the only thing I can say in defense of defense lawyers, which sometimes I, I get furious when I watch uh, <laughs> trials. Uh, but that's the only thing I can say in defense is some of them really believe that everybody has the right to a fair trial because yeah, yeah, you exactly. can't determine it without exactly. it. Exactly, you have to have a fight like a yes. game. You have it, to have a it's a referee. You know, you have a exactly. both sides. Exactly. You know, and so they feel like, okay, a lot of times people get real. And sometimes the defense lawyers are doing a really good job because someone isn't yeah. guilty and they happen to be uh, discriminated for whatever reason or they look guilty. Or, But yeah, I, I'm on the same page a lot of times when I see trials. I'm like, oh, it's so frustrating that this person has a lawyer that is going to advocate for them when they're clearly guilty and yeah. they're doing something really bad. And then they can get off because their lawyer is good. And that's just so disappointing. Yeah, that's not a, like, some mistakes or errors that always happen, right? Mm -hmm. so it's, it's not, yeah, it doesn't mean the system has some issues. Mm. You always have people winning or lose. Mm. Sure. As long as the referee is, is, is kind of trying the best to, to do the right calls, judges, mm. it's, it's fine. Which I think is a little better here, although not great, but with the U.S. where they're elected, where the, um, I believe the judges and the lawyers are elected. I think that makes it much more corrupt because that, they won't have a That's interesting. Yeah. I, I did not know that until recently. I thought okay. they were yeah. they all like a, either appointed or through their track records or resume. You know, it's kind of a consensus. Of, mm -hmm. But if you try to win mm -hmm. popularity mm -hmm. to be a judge, that's kind of a little bit problematic, right? Well, and even with the lawyers, the defense lawyers, where it's, or it's not defense lawyers, sorry, uh, prosecution. DA, yeah, mm -hmm. prosecution, DA then you are more concerned with the track record of looking like you won yeah. than actually looking at whether someone's innocent or guilty. And that's why a lot of people do get railroaded yeah, in the I U.S. Saw, I guess I saw a lot of movies saying like, oh, this prosecutor has a good record. Mm -hmm. you know? I think like it took me a long time to even realize those things were happening too. I always believed that when I was younger, I believed everybody who was in jail was charged with murder, especially these people are all guilty. And I was like, well, then good. Whatever happens to them, I don't care. But now, you know, the judges, I really don't understand why it's selected. Uh, I thought it has to be really respected, you know, like elderly, right? Right. Because you always so much experience. Yeah, exactly. It's like you are, you are the referee of the game. 
Mm-hmm. You, you cannot like let's let's like popular votes to see who's going to be the referee. You have to choose the best in the history, whatever the like the the, the tribes, right? Yeah, you have to respect the elders, mm-hmm. like hundred years old guy saying like, one "Oh, it's you two family, you got two guys fighting. I'm the one hundred years old, mm-hmm. and I did a lot of good things in the past." Mm-hmm. And then if you come to me, I, I you tell your stories, you know, I say like. You are the, you know, give him five dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you have the life experience to assess yeah. whether someone's right or wrong. One would hope, and that, you know, yeah. one word is assuming in that case. But yeah, I was very naive about the the justice system for a long time. You know, it's it's frustrating because now I'm like, oh, I can't even figure out who's guilty or innocent. That doesn't make you feel good. Is that good? It's amazing. Thank you. It's so amazing. But you have the when you twenty years old, you you left Montreal. Mm-hmm. You're pursuing a college, university somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I I did the best uh, financial decision anyone could imagine, which is I went to New York to be an actor. So I went to study acting in New York. The worst financial decision <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's but what I wanted. A lot of people pursuing that career is like they come from rich family. Yeah, I, I, and I did not. I, I put myself. So do you understand that logic, right? Yeah. It's like you uh-huh. don't you don't worry about financial part of the family. Yeah, that's exactly it. I obviously had some support from my family, not that they wanted to, yeah. but that they acquiesced, which was still very nice of them and something a lot of people don't have. And then I also put myself in a considerable amount of debt for the rest of my life, <laughs> which I only got out of like eight years ago. Yeah, I, but uh, I yeah. To me, my I'm from a really poor family. It's a village. You know, okay. the 1980s, 1970s, the, the poor village of China. Okay. So from the, like the, after the junior, senior high school, we have to go through the national SAT, the mm-hmm. exam, mm-hmm. and then you choose what university and which major you want to study. So is it dictated by how well you did? Yes, okay. by the score. Okay. Like wow. We, the, we have five main subjects. That time, my time, they always change the rules, change the, the, the exams. Okay. So we had five subjects, the Chinese, Mathematics, English, uh, we choose chem- chemistry mm-hmm. and physics. So five, each one of 150 points. So total 750 points. Okay. So if you do 600, it's pretty good. Okay. So top people from our school or in, even in the country, they do the best best. They do a little bit above 700. Okay. That's really amazing. So you have 750, you get more than 100 points. I did about around 708 range, so it's like a, so you can pick good schools, the top 10, top 15, top. So uh, that time was the art was, you know, we all say like studying art is for the people don't worry about the money, mm-hmm. or you know you cannot find job sure. right away. Like sure. Studying art, art. So I picked the computer science right away. It's a great and, idea. Yeah. Because I'm from, I have to support my family instead of them supporting me. That's so lovely. Yeah. So, uh, how old do you have to, remind me again, what did you say about how old do you have to be when you take these tests? 16 uh, or? 18. So, so it's so much pressure, isn't it? Yeah, always 18. Like uh, 18 or 19, depends like uh, what month. Okay. So this explains a lot because I know that Chinese culture and a lot of Asian cultures are very, very focused on children succeeding very early on. But that makes sense given that your system is designed that... Even today, we still have the system we call national 
I don't know what to say, but SAT is kind of standard test, right? So we can national, it's a national level. The same three days, I guess two subjects each day, the morning, afternoon. So the, everybody, all students from that grade passing that, doing that test for the three days. And you guys have longer school hours, right? That's what I was learning recently. Your yeah. school days are longer than Americans? I, mean, I guess it's usually supposed to be the same, but after school, mm -hmm. all the parents, not all, but most of them, they send to the extra classes okay. to, uh, to get, you know, it'll be going ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's what's sort of interesting is that, you know, you know how it is, like, you know better than I do, uh, just how people stereotype with Asians where they're like, oh, they're really good at math. And it's like, well, that doesn't come because they're born good at math. Like, it goes because there are societal pressures and then also, you know, they work very hard. Yeah, they're really kind of focused on. But right, but I guess 2013, 15, when the country developed so much, so well, mm -hmm. so a lot of middle class families in the in the city. So they, they kind of, they, their thing is shifting as well. So a lot of parents, they instead of, uh, putting their kids, um, let them improve on the mathematics or Chinese or English. They always focus. Yep, that but makes then sense. A lot of family they put their, their kids to learn piano, music, yeah. the swimming, all those kind of extracurricular stuff. Okay. Give them another level of competitive edge wow. over you know you know it's a lot of even today like if you are 15, 14 years old there, it will be the same here. Kids they have a lot of skills. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of. Uh, even my daughter, she's playing piano, swimming, video well skiing, horseback riding too. Yeah. It's a, it's I mean, it's all of, very important at the same time you're like, oh, but they also need to be kids. So that's it. That's the balance of the parents. That's the right. We are that's off balance because the parents are off balance. Yeah. <laughs> We're not well, mature. Of, well, no, but yeah, I mean, that yeah. takes a long time for people to be mature. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't well, always happen. Even when we are 60 years, I don't think. No, I agree. I'm tremendously immature yeah. and I'm 48, you know, so. You okay if I? No, no, for sure, for sure. Especially like I have a lot of friends, even myself, I still don't know how to, you know, to deal with kids with the expectation or like. Mm -hmm. uh, it must be very hard. Yeah. yeah. Because yourself, you, you think this is good, but in reality, that's my generation thinking, you know, I have yeah. my confinements, you know. Of course, of course. I mean, in the end, you... you know, I went through my experience, life experience was kind of really hard, the rural area, the farming jobs, farming work, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. But you don't, you know, that experience, the idea about how to survive in this crazy world may not be the same to the, you know, people growing up in Montreal. It could be very um, boring, you know, I don't have skills, you know, some people, they are not well, people Not have leisure, more leisurely life, right? Exactly. It's, that's a whole different story, right? I mean, you were saying you have one day off a year. That is a very rare experience for a North American, as hard as much as they're workaholic sometimes. I mean, to say one day off a year is just it's unconscionable for most people. And for me, it's kind of easy because my, but I call the, the city life is from the university time is a really big city. So that time is really city life. Up um, 18 years old. Okay. So from 18 to 30 something, it's like city life, big city, living big city. Mm -hmm. But then all today, I work really hard physical labor. Yes. It's coming from when I was a kid. So it's kind of natural for me. It's kind of a life sure. is a circle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go back to my village. <laughs> and do you go often back to your village or how's that? Mm, not easily. It's the okay. travel very expensive, first of all. I bet it is. At yeah. time also. Okay. 
that takes a lot of time. It's not easy, uh, especially after before having this person. I went like every three. I was planning every two or three years mm -hmm. before COVID. Is what you said before restaurant having restaurant. Oh, having restaurant. Okay, having restaurant is uh, kind of your type. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And your family lives there, I imagine. Still, my parents, my two older brothers, don't. The, how is the acting working out? <laughs> <laughs> well, acting didn't, which is why I do comedy. <laughs> but um, yeah, acting's a acting's a hard industry. I mean, nobody tells you otherwise, so it's not like I, you know, it's, it should have been struck to me. Um, but to make that decision yourself, or yeah, I mean, my parents wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. That was definitely <laughs> like everybody else. And, but I really. But the, when you have hot years at the beginning, did they tell you I told you so? Or? <laughs> Oh, all the time. Oh, all the time. No, they, that, that's a kind of a been a big bone of contention with them because the thing is, no matter how hard it is, it is what I really wanted. And I have never changed my mind about being in the arts. It's just, I, I would always not recommend it to somebody unless they wanted it more than anything. Like if you're just, if you can't imagine a reality where you're not performing, that's the only reason to do it. Because the idea that you'll be famous or you'll earn tons of money, that's not a reality for 99% of people. Yeah. It's always going to be a struggle, and obviously not as difficult a struggle as working all the time, but it's always, you're always going to be balancing two lives. If you want to earn money, you have a traditional job so that you're not starting. And then if you're... Learn computer science. Yeah, learn, exactly. Absolutely. Very stable. Yeah, learn computer science, learn a skill where, you know, you are uh, valued, right? But then still, then you're working two jobs as always, right? So, um, so no, my bad. It's been a bone of contention because it's like, well, it doesn't really matter that it's going to be frustrating regardless. I don't, also don't need two people telling me how stupid I am. It you know, like, gets tiring after a while. So at a certain point, I was like, well, we can't really talk if you keep talk, telling me how I'm an idiot every time we call. You know, like that's that's very unenjoyable as a, as a conversation. Um, but yeah, I uh, I did want to be an actor, and, and uh, but I love performing. And I'm not... Um, I wanted to be an actor because I was... <laughs> very psychological here. Um, because I was deeply uncomfortable with who I was as a person. And so being somebody else was very exciting very to me. Very cool, yeah. Very yeah. Someone else, someone else. And I like the idea of being different careers, exploring being a police officer, exploring yeah. being, and learning. And I, I have a, I'm very interested in learning about things, so it always gives me the opportunity to research a certain career, a certain personality. But a lot of it was, was being very uncomfortable with myself and wanting to you know, always be a character. And as someone who's older, I have gotten a lot more comfortable with who I am. So I don't need that part of it, although I do love acting. So, you know, it's I do make my own little projects sometimes and give myself the opportunity to act, and that's fun. But I'm a bit agnostic in, about the arts in that I like doing a bunch of other things. So comedy is exciting, running my own at shows that, the at the use. Like you started four years, like a bachelor degree as well, or, or no? Nope. No, I went to, to a professional acting school because I'm a genius, and that was <laughs> that was the way to make sure I ran out of money fast. Um, no, I. Um, no, that's expensive. Yeah, I went to. It is. Yeah, I was like like I said, significantly in debt for a lot, long time in my life, and I'm sure my parents were thrilled about the, what they contributed, obviously. And then you know, it's it, it is a struggle. It was always. It wasn't like I lived the high life when I was in New York. You, you 
you live with rats, you live, <laughs> you make sacrifices. Um, but it was always worth it for me. I love New York and I love, I love performing. And as a 20 year old in acting school in New York, there's like nothing more exciting yeah, exactly. as a performer. Yeah. That's the dream. So yeah. I, I would never take away those years. It's like, it's thrilling. Yeah. It wor it's worth being in debt for the rest of your life. Just because it's like, well, that's when you should have those experiences if you can, right? Um, so that was, uh, but um, I had a point to that and I don't know what that was. Yeah, I went to, uh, there's a school called the Neighborhood Playhouse in New York, which is a very specific technique. It's called the Meisner Technique. And it's a lot about reacting to, it's a short version of it, but reacting to things instead of it being about you, it's about uh, responding to the other person. So you always have to be very present and in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that excited me a lot because I was so deeply self-conscious. So to put the focus on somebody else when I'm interacting with them was very exciting because it was like, I don't have to think about myself. Okay. What, you know, what I'm reacting to what you're feeling. I'm reacting to how you're behaving. So Meisner is very specific like that, and it's a, yeah, it's a weird technique, but it's very natural and exciting. And so that's the school where that was born because that's Sanford Meisner's school. So that's what I wanted to do. I had a, I was, so that that's what I did for like one year, and then I went to another school that was more focused on film and television because I realized I wanted to do film and television more than theater, and that had the same technique. But yeah, so that's what I did. But you did a lot of auditions that. Is that very stressful? Yeah, I think it's stressful. It means, especially, I'm sure it's stressful no matter what. I feel that if you're in a country where you really want to make it work, you don't want to have to come back and be like, you're, I'm a failure, I had to go back and I didn't achieve what I want, that every moment is such pressure because you're like, if only I got this one job, if only I, you know, if only I can make it here in, in New York, I can make it here. But if only I can make it uh, here, then I, if I keep moving forward, I will have, it won't be for nothing. I won't have spent all this money. I won't have, you know, done something very stupid if I can make it. And so it's a tremendous amount of pressure, obviously, but um, that's what I wanted. I'm not going to, you know, gonna be a brat about it. I, it's something that I really deeply wanted. And so it was, you know, auditioning was hard, but it also, is wonderfully weird. It's such a it's such a weird skill to have this thing where you study these scenes and, and delve so deeply into the characters and then you get called into an audition and you've got like two lines, you know, where it's like sometimes it's only two lines. Sometimes yeah. it's a day player role that you have to be sometimes there's times where I've had to like walk into a room and see a dead body and that was my whole audition. Because a lot of times I was like being um that remind me uh the the friends that Joey from the friends yes well it's like that was a great show and yeah. his experiences were very real yeah. when people show like a real audition experience it's so funny because there's so there's a great interview way back when with Craig Fierko who's not as famous as he should be but he talks about and I won't do this justice but he talks about how like he has this audition I don't think he understands what the audition is for until he gets there they don't give him the sides the, the no. script and so they then tell him, well, his scene is that his, he just finds out that his wife was run over by a train. So he has to act that out. And he doesn't know how to do it because right away he doesn't like, he's like, oh, I just showed up here. I didn't know I had to like do this emotional yeah. work. So he goes into the bathroom and he puts soap in his eyes to try to make yeah, himself yeah, cry. Yeah. But he doesn't think about the fact that it's going to burn his eyes. And it doesn't burn until he goes right into an audition room. And then yeah. he starts acting. And then he's like, I can't believe this. And then he goes, ah! <laughs> he starts to like lose his 
mind and they think he's like the good, worst the actor was i thought it was a good one maybe that was, uh, no because they thought he was out of his mind because okay, okay. He, he had such an extreme reaction yeah, yeah, he's such a charming guy i think he was on conan saying the story but i was like oh that sounds right because you're desperate you really want to do a good job but you they're the auditions are not designed for you to be the auditions are not designed for you. They're designed for the casting director to do it fast. And so sometimes they, or to quickly have a lot of people that they see. You don't have the experience, uh, you know, to like really cultivate a character all the time. Sometimes you only find out what you're doing when you show up. It's not conducive to being great. So it's really like, it's two totally opposite skills, being able to audition well and being able to perform well. They test maybe they test you like how you react you know how to do it sometimes yeah. and, and how well you can be directed yeah. right because even if you're a great actor if you can only do it one way and the director wants you to do it a different way oh definitely a lot of new actors too get like that where it's like well i'm doing it the right way yeah. it's like, oh. but i i've had weird auditions where yeah you're supposed to see a body the you know as soon as you walk in you know i had one where it was like i I was a teenager and I had to have killed my whole family. And, and it was just like, well, the, and then after the audition, they were like, okay, we'll let you know about, you know, the callback, you yeah, know, so which is yeah, the yeah. second audition. I'm like, well, if you haven't seen what I could do this first audition where everyone in my family has been killed by me, then I don't know what I can show you in the next audition. <laughs> What's next, you know? This is the most extreme we can go. It's a, it's a strange job. Must be fun. It is fun sometimes. It's it's fun because it is it's fun because like you were talking about you meet people and you meet people that have kind of a passion for life in a certain way um actors are a crazy bunch but they they so believe people should be able to be more expressive in daily life and that they're not allowed to be and so a lot of it is like well you know i can express myself fully here i can have a full argument and you know i don't there's no consequences yeah. and that's very exciting you have to be very professional in daily life, right? You can't just yell at people unless you're a CEO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CEO of a big corporation. Mm -hmm. Even small ones, no. Nope. <laughs> CEO of a big corporation, yeah. male, white. Yeah. You can maybe get away with all this stuff. There's a, most of the time you can. And so it's very exciting to explore those things where you have a nervous breakdown and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But you must be in some productions you feel like you have the breakthrough moment or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to think about that now because acting's been a, little, a while since I've done that. Um, I have like a very small role in Underworld too, uh, but it's very exciting because I play a Hungarian news reporter. So I have to speak Hungarian for the yeah. whole the role. Okay. And then it was fun because it's like the director's Len Wiseman. He's a... Yeah, did all the I believe the other two underworld movies famous director and he was so kind and it was really exciting also to meet somebody who was very famous also terribly good looking who was very <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. you know it's like oh but a lot of, hear about that a lot of time they're fake to be nice though sometimes but also that's my theory sometimes yeah. when people they pre on the especially on the, in the public figure they have time, to be yeah. yeah the more you try to be appear so nice, so caring, so kind. It's manipulative. The truth, yeah, truth could be the opposite. Yeah, but I mean, you're a business yeah. person. You also have to be nice when you don't feel like it. 
it, you don't that, doing that too much. Okay. You know? It's really? like, uh, yeah, it's like you just like say a customer facing. You always yes. like, uh, even if some people really, you know, bad attitude, yeah. we just say goodbye, you know, nice. And let's finish this. I don't want to see you anymore. Uh, <laughs> like, but you know, I mean, is that at like... At least you feel I, I'm not confronting anything. So okay. anybody, so just let things go and then and thank you, you very much. Back. Have a good day. No, I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but do you ever say that? Do you ever say like, no, 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 yeah. no, But then they can come back because they may not think they had, they had a good experience. You didn't have a good experience with them. Yeah. In their yeah. head, they're like, this was fine. But for the, for like small business owner, you have to, you know, take care you know, make sure like you don't offend customers. Absolutely. You know, them, you know. But we, some people, but we don't pretend that much, to be honest. Myself, okay. I don't want to, it just make sure you have okay experience, not too mad. At least that's yeah. At least you don't get upset. Even the food is bad or some misunderstanding. You don't like our services. Some something you know. Some people get upset. Thought what we meant or something. Yeah. That's a lot of them coming from misunderstanding. But at least I know some people could be mean. You know, people are different. Of course. But I always try the, my best to. To make them feel okay, I'm not saying that. I'm not reacting to any of that. But in my heart, I probably say mm, it's, it's it's okay. We we we, we kinda, Yeah, we don't feel we kind of see each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not socializing with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my parents owned a small shop. They owned an optical shop on on uh, Sherbrooke when okay. I was growing up, and uh, I think they found it very hard to deal with people mm -hmm. because people can be. People can be difficult, yeah, you know, so most people are not. Yeah, some customers, they did suspect to something, they always, you know. Suspicious? Kind of, yeah, kind of suspicious. They yeah. thought you kind of, you hiding something. Yeah, how do you go through life with that attitude? Yeah, so we, we see a lot of, but majority of them pretty nice. That's, it's, yeah. It's, it's amazing, that's why it's a society, always have tiny percentage of people. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but what I meant, the public figures, like mm. the politicians, other yeah. people, the public figures, a lot of times, is you see a lot of them. They act too nice, too mm -hmm. kind. Is most time it's opposite. Oh yeah, some absolutely. People, some people, you know, they they act normal. You know, they say regular do regular things, say regular, you know, things to say like, oh, it's, if you this guy is not, you know, appear to be too nice, probably this guy is a nice guy. I think that's that, that makes a lot of sense. I think like you feel that way as a woman. A lot of times when you see men and they constantly talk about how they're feminists, yeah. you're like, you're probably doing something else. You're yeah, probably yeah, a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Because most people wouldn't have to say that. They'd just be like, of course I believe X, Y, Z, you know, or they would, in their actions, you could tell. A lot of people, when they advertise, they're like, well, I'm a feminist and I believe, and you're like, okay, well, let's find out. And then you're like, oh yeah, you're a hypocrite, actually. <laughs> That's not always the case, but you you get suspicious after a while. Experience tells you. Yeah, if you're nice, you don't have to say you're nice. Right? Agreed, absolutely. And if you're smart, you don't have to yeah. say you're smart. Then people should be able to pick up all those things. Yeah. So how many years did you be in the acting? I, I spent a long time doing that. Like I, I lived in New York for five years, and then I. Is that really expensive? Yeah, that's really expensive. <laughs> I mean, you can live. That's a thing. Is also then you make choices that are. You're like, oh, okay, this is kind of a scuzzy apartment, but I'll do that, you know. But of course, it's very expensive. Um. um and then um, I moved to Vancouver. 
to continue doing acting and stuff. And I was an actor up until I think I was like 32. And then uh, I wrote like a, a short, um, a one person show kind of that involved this, but I'm like, basically what happens is after a while, you realize your roles, are, if you're not famous and a woman, or you're not pop, getting a lot of roles, I should say, and you're already in your 30s, that's not going to get better. That's, that's the reality. That's a sad reality. Mm -hmm. But it's a reality, yes. right? Um, and I wasn't. I wasn't getting a lot of roles. And when I was getting roles, the audit or even the auditions, I was like, oh, that was my joke is that uh, most of the auditions I get would be for characters that didn't speak English. Okay. There was for some reason there's something about my look that people would say like, oh, you look like you don't speak English. It's like okay, but I do. You know, like I don't really know how that works, and I can't debate what I look like, but I do speak English. So can I audition for speaking roles that are English? You know, that would help. Um, and so at a certain point, I just wasn't. I was getting like an audition a year, and then that's so much pressure. That one audition, you're like, oh my god, I hope I get this. Like I, you know, even if it's the dumbest audition, you're like obsessive. And so after a while, I was like, this isn't the life I want to lead. And then I, yeah, cheers, cheers. So yeah, that was I. I ended up. Uh, for a while, uh, going into tech, like working in tech, okay. like as a in marketing technology, yeah. but uh, that sort of went when social media was very new. It was something yeah. I was very interested in, and so I quit acting for a long time—not a long time, sorry, I shouldn't say that—for like I don't know, four or five years, and uh, performance entirely, mostly <laughs> to, to focus on that, in the hopes that I would forget that I wanted to be a performer. I was like, I would really like to not do this anymore because it's not productive. And, and it's frustrating, uh, but then unfortunately it's kind of a bug, you know, you're like, oh, but I, I love doing it, you know, and when I'm not doing it, I feel dissatisfied, so double-edged sword, but it's my own making, like nobody's forcing me to do it. But I do, I love performing and it's exciting and weird and you have a lot of weird experiences, which is great. <laughs> and you get to meet people a lot, I like that. A lot of people like, but when you start the comedy, like, where do you start, or like, how do you start? Okay, again, I, I did the work. I did the best slash worst thing. So at that point, um, I decided I wanted to start comedy. I was already in a weird place, and I wanted to go back to New York. And so I went back to New York yeah. uh, again, put myself in debt because that's what I do best. You know, when you have <laughs> yeah. a gift for something, you have to do it. Uh, so <laughs> I'm great at putting myself in debt. Uh, so I went to New York and I started doing open mics in New York. And that was uh, it's a really good challenge because you're doing a, you're terrible doing an open Is that mic. very brutal? Yeah, brutal. Yeah, it's absolutely brutal. But it's also great. People, I love New Yorkers. I really love their personality, and it's exciting. And I met so many great people. But it is hard because you're uh, you're in an open mic, and you're with some you're the person on stage yeah. is someone who's like not necessarily famous but well known enough. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, like they're gonna see how bad I am, which is true. They did see how bad I am because when you're starting out, you're usually bad. So that was like, yeah, that was that's what I did. Is I did open mics in New York, and it was uh, it was rough. It was rough on my head to be so bad, and you know, and to see people that were so good, and to see people I admired, and be like, oh my god, that's so but far away. Open mic, you have always have few guys in well well known, all the established, right? Yeah. And, or, or, and New York, or, depending on the, the micro mic, I mean, I tried not to go to the really good ones because I was like, this is just going to be stressful. I mean, it was all stressful. I mm -hmm. put a lot of pressure, but the ones that were really big, I was like, this isn't going to be good for me because 
there's just I'm gonna just face a room full of non-laughter and then someone's gonna get up and they have 20 years of experience and I'm gonna be like that's really nice and I can watch them and learn from them but I'm also deeply depressed seeing how bad it was comparatively but every yeah every mic that I went to there'd be like really killer people like people where you're like you've been doing it for a long time you do three or four mics a day you're exceptional so it's but, there any, but it, it, for the open mics like the new people right mm -hmm. I know the more like experienced people are they staying in the same room they call green room is what why is it called green room i always oh the green room yeah like for so there, for open mics there isn't a green room but for like um except for the comedy nest because they have okay. they run some rooms so like sorry they run uh, professional shows so they're okay. gonna have a green room uh it's i don't know why someone was explaining this the other day and i forgot there's a reason it used to be for open max the, the people doing open max the new people they mm -hmm. they don't stay in the green room no, they, but you don't doing have a, a green corridor. Room. So. Yeah, but you don't even have a green room. Like when you're doing an open mic, you're usually just sitting in the audience or outside oh, people, okay, okay. Smoke, people smoking. You don't, there's no like um, the great slash terrible thing about open mic is there's no there's no like uh, comfort. There's no yeah. like luxury. So you just sit next to audience. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you did a bad job and then you're yes. sitting yes. the rest of the night with yes. the exactly if you stick around yeah i mean i've had times where it's like i've been waiting in the audience and then i go and i do my even sometimes with smaller shows you're in the audience you're you're waiting if there's no clear you and you and then you're talking to someone you're making a friend it's really nice you go up you do a terrible job you get down and then the person said that was so brave yeah. and you're like oh thanks but i'm gonna go kill myself outside you know it's like you're so cute mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> I wish to pet you. You were an adorable toy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get where they're coming from. They don't know what to say. They're like, that was just terrible, but good for you for doing it. But how was your first time? Like, you, my you first, still so, remember that. I I, okay, yes. So my first time was in Vancouver. I did one mic in Vancouver and decided not to do it for a while. Oh, two different, different. I had two different first, first time, times. Yeah. yeah. When I was 16, I yeah. did it at like a high school assembly. Okay, okay. And that went great. It was great. I was very cheesy. You're funny. Yeah. I was yeah. funny, yeah, yeah. but I also probably was very hack. Like I wore suspenders, okay, okay. you know, like you can picture. Like okay. I was, I was a real nerd, but then I really played up how much of a nerd. You don't have self confidence. No, it was. Did not self confidence. I had some self confidence. Yeah, yeah. Like I had some self confidence. I knew I was funny. I, I'll give myself that. I knew that I was funny, but for a long yeah. time, like. I had very bad experiences in school and I did not speak up and so I or and I didn't feel comfortable. So I didn't really get good feedback that yeah. I was funny, but then I started a new school when I was like sixteen. Yeah, 16. Uh, yeah high school. Yeah. Wait, no, fourteen. When I was fourteen, I started a new high school. And then from fourteen to sixteen I was there and that was a better experience. And I felt a little bit more yeah. confident, like I had some friends yeah. and people were a little bit more supportive and, you know, people thought I was funny. And yeah, so I did an open mic an open mic. I did a, a little like set there. Yeah. And that went great. And then I thought, but here's the thing, what you always hear about stand-up, and I know that you've heard this because you watch a lot of comedy, people say, well, if you're a comedian, you get up on stage and you want to get right back up again. And I didn't feel that. And so I was like, well, then I don't think that's for me because that's how I'm supposed to feel. Okay. And and I, that's still kind of true. It's like, so I don't I want to take a break. I want to rest a little bit. Or yeah, yeah, or like that was so much, I took so much out of me. Like I had so much anxiety that I don't want to do it right away again. I just want to maybe enjoy that it felt too good or figure something out or take take a nap, you know, like any any number of things. And so I thought, well, I guess I'm supposed to feel that way and I don't feel that way, so this isn't right for me, mm -hmm. which is obviously why I thought maybe acting was. Uh, but then many years later, when I was like 38 or something, I something like that, 
I, there was no, I, I decided, I was doing a comedy podcast at the time, not the one I'm doing now, but <laughs> the, this four versions ago, okay, okay. I had a comedy podcast and I was talking to a lot of comedians. There was like a little middle section where I would yeah. call a comedian, interview them about okay. part of the show. And the more I talked to comedians, the more I was like, one of them said, his name is Matt Koff. He's like a, now a daily show writer. But what he said was he also didn't want to be a stand-up, mm -hmm. but he knew it would help his writing. Okay, so okay. that's why he, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's what I want. I want to be, I wanted to do live shows that I would create and I wanted to be a good host. Okay, okay. So that's why I started doing stand-up and I did it in Vancouver. And then I was like, I don't like how this one felt either just because mm -hmm. There were the one that I went to, and this is not indicative of Vancouver, and Vancouver's also gotten a lot better in terms of the comedy scene, but the one I went to, everyone was terrible. There wasn't a single decent, there's one decent person out okay. of 20 people that went up. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to make me that much better being around people okay. where they're not good either. Yeah. I need people, yeah, that's exactly. why, yeah, that's why New York. have a game you practice, you have to, everybody has good level. Otherwise, yes. you're going to stay that low. Exactly. Level. It's like a New York, I knew yeah. I'd be the worst. Yeah but there would be something to look up to. Yeah. So if I could look up to people, I would be challenged. But if I everybody was at my terrible level, then I wasn't going to do it. So then I didn't do it again for like a year and a half, and then I went to New York, and then I started doing it. So I'm sorry these are very long answers to questions. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a, so, have, okay. uh, so, the, so for the for the New York Open Max several times, like the first time in New York, also yeah. very terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying. I think that the first time, I think I went, I couldn't remember the one, first one I did, but I think the second one, I was like, it took a while before I even did the second one. And one of my friends, new friends there, said, listen, we're going to go to a mic together. We're both going to do it. It's going to be okay. And it turned out she took me to a musical mic. It was mostly like 89% musicians. And then maybe a few comedians. So people would do these like beautiful pieces. And I would get up and be like, well, let me talk about sex. And you're like, oh, this is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but did I your friend do, or did your friend do? Yeah, my friend was, yeah, so my friend was also a comedian. She was much Oh, so much she, she did as well. Yeah, and she's really cool. It is not like she. something they promised us to do together, like no. you jump, I jump, no, then no, you no. jump, I don't jump. No, no, exactly, exactly, skydiving, you're <laughs> yeah. like, goodbye! <laughs> no, she was really, she I, was I'm great. right after you. <laughs> exactly, yeah, just wait, just wait, you know, when you land, I'll take this plunge, I promise. Yeah, so she did it as well, of course, but she was like a lot more comfortable at the time. She did it more consistently. She was like, had been doing it in New York for a long time. She was lovely. You want to be a live host? I do. I have my own show, so I, I host that one. It's uh, like, I have a few shows I host, but yeah, my uh, my show, Pornomity, because luckily your yeah, daughter's yeah, not in this room. Um, but, <laughs> but that one, the, the one that, the, yeah, the one that you've heard as a podcast. I, I heard several, several episodes. Yes. Yeah. So like I have you that one. Five, I don't know the numbers you put. I know. Number five, then. Then 150. Yeah, because I, I, I still like want to acknowledge that I've done 150 other episodes I of other that, shows. Yeah, one of them, I thought there's a guy's voice, like it looks like that guy was host. You were the oh. guest. Oh, yeah, yeah. interesting. He wasn't. He was, yeah, he that's was why, my guest. That's why it's confusing. The way oh, you put, the way it, I put it. Yeah, the way you put it, I thought, oh, oh he said it in the show, in the podcast. Oh, like, oh. So, so like, you were the guest. Or like, mm, I'm pretty sure he's the... <laughs> I'm so, that's so funny because I'm so egotistical about yeah. taking credit for things because <laughs> I never, like, I feel like, oh, you know, I need yeah, to... Because I'm pretty sure it's yours. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, that's too bad. I was like, okay, well, I'll have to look at what that, how that worked. Because, and also yeah. changing the numbers, I thought. I know the yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, the numbers, I thought. But I just feel so like... Maybe rebranding or like or, or like you, you, you join with another host, you know? It's yeah, good. the whole thing's very confusing because I've also done four different shows. This is the... Yeah. 
fourth different show. Okay. The first show I had with one co-host, and then uh, I started, and then you know we dissipated, and then I had another co-host, and we did a different show together that was maybe similar. I think it was pretty much the same structure because I came, came up with it. And then he left, and then uh, the then I did my own podcast for a while that was about Craigslist. So then this is the fourth different show I've done. And then I don't really know how to acknowledge that, and, and I don't want to lose the audience that sometimes would listen to the other shows. So it's, it's kind of a mess. But regardless, that's the live show. I've done a, a bunch of live shows that are pornography. Okay. So, and I love that. And that's probably the thing that I do that that's I feel like the most brand as well. It's fun. It's, it's great name. Great name. I thank you. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's a first time sudden. That's an amazing name. Oh, so I, I really liked, liked it when I came up with it. I felt yeah. very good about it. But it's funny because sometimes people have no idea. Like, some people get it right away. They're like, porn and comedy. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't get it right away at all. They're like, I don't understand. Yeah. You're like, well, it's porn and comedy. They're like, Penality? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's very genius to be honest. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad. Thank you. I want to hear that. You know, I want to hear that. And the, the live host, have you watched the, the Kill Tony? I've heard of Kill Tony. Yes. I've only did quickly. It's in, intense, it, right? It, it's not only intense. The, the, the host is like, uh, what is that? Tony Hinchcliffe. Okay. And this guy is total genius. Oh, and, really? And uh, this show is okay. like, uh, it's live on YouTube every yeah. Monday. I, I don't know. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when I get home, maybe 10, but they start at 7, 8. Sometimes okay. when I got home 9 or 10, I catch second half of the, the live streaming. Mm -hmm. Sometimes watch the, the thing after when it's offering. It's really, it's every people, there's a, a draw. I feel you put like uh, your name in it yeah. and then you draw, like everybody get draw and you get 60 seconds and, and interrupted. I know, it's and, amazing. And also this guy, the Tony himself, his, uh, I guess he's clear. Mm -hmm. He's so amazing. His reaction is so fast. He's, he's everything live. He's making fun of the, 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 performers. the, the performers and ask questions, what's yeah. funny, what, what's interesting happening in your life and what is your good at. And you can tell, I never seen any guy that kind of funny in real time. Wow. Sometimes you sometimes you, you write jokes, right? Yeah, it's edited but, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. This guy is everything like everything is okay. Like, he always makes people laugh. It's that's and also the I guess the co host is another guy doing it's called the uh, the rap band, the Brian Rap Band. Oh, I know I know who he is. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. He was the originally with the Joe 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 Rogan. That's why yeah. okay. Yeah that and makes this, sense. Yeah this that guy does not talk too much, he's just doing the meow that reminds you 60 seconds already, <laughs> and then the bear roar, okay. like that doing the special sound effect. But the Tony Hinchcliffe, I saw some clip, okay. this, you have to watch it. This well, guy is, okay, I will. it's amazing. Oh, I feel stressed for the, but I feel stressed for the, the performers. Like I can't watch things like America's Got Talent because I have such a visceral, empathy for the performers i'm like oh please do well it's so hard <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you to be bad but i think this the kill tony the pressure is on tony you think so yeah i because every time he has every night i guess there's only about 10 the time about 10 for the 60 second thing okay. so 10 but majority of the time is the is tony interacting with the the performer and they always have a famous guest is the mm -hmm. famous comedians always have a guest every every week they have a, a guest uh, Joe Rogan as well several times another famous you know some people Tom Spera some people That's so great. but majority of the, the talking is from Tony interaction okay. with you have to you know the live audience people sitting sitting there so you have to make 
very, very, from beginning to the end, always laughing. And this guy doing all the talking. Wow. He's roasting here or there, and there's another dude, like the big guy, but what is that, Davey? What is that, Davey? That guy is genius. This guy, yeah. this guy, Davey, what is the name? It's made, made his name already, very famous now. Okay. Every time he came on, it's, it's a regular now. That David, uh, what is the last name, and Tony, and they roast each other live and every week. Well, they know each other, so it's kind of cute. But is every it? time it's different. Okay. Every time, those two classics, every time they, they spend three to five minutes roasting each other and then make fun of them, the, the black dude, the big guy okay. was like laughing. Like, and he make himself, I guess he has the effect of laughing himself. Okay. They make the weird, weird laughs. <laughs> and make it like they roast each other live. It's yeah. amazing. Every the problem is every week they have new things to to roast each other. But yeah. well, I guess they must like spend enough time with each other where they're like, all right, well, you know, remember how you did this thing this weekend? Mm -hmm. I mean, I imagine do they spend a lot of time together outside of the show? I'm not sure, but okay. even though it's crazy, mm. it's really. And another guy is the it's a Korean guy. He called Kim Hans. Kim Hans. Okay. He's, he's a big shot now. He's a big. And Kim Hans, like he was living in trailer a year ago, and then he was found by Kill Tony. And his regular oh my God. every week, his regular every week before the, the, the performance came on stage by the joint. So every week he did, he does sixty seconds himself. So every and week he's yeah yeah he's, he's pretty good. Okay. And his uh, he went to O2 with Joe Rogan. Went okay. to O2 O2 is uh, is crazy and he. It's Sixty seconds every time, and he spent five minutes talking with Tony. Yeah. And every time Tony is the best. Oh Never see, but their show is not. I don't think it's huge, huge like that. Like on the YouTube, they they have every if there's not big star like Joe Rogan on. Yeah. And regularly it's like two hundred, three hundred k views. Oh, not that much. So you'd think it'd be millions. Yeah, millions. I thought it would be millions. But it's, they've been doing that for a few years already. Yeah. But it's live every That's Monday. That's amazing. It's 400-300k. But still, I think it should be much more, much more than that. Did they come to like Montreal recently? Because I overheard some yeah. comedians here talking about being on it. So I don't know if they came here or they. They always maybe... in Austin. They always in Austin. In Austin, okay. Yeah. So they must have traveled to Austin. Yeah. 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 Okay. Every wow. people they travel. There's a lot of people in the big bucket. The, the bucket they draw them in. Some of them they. The second time, third time, you know, it's, uh, on the same show. It's, yeah, this is a lot. The, the guys kind of, you have, but some people is it's a talent. They're so quick to to do things like yeah, real time. They thought they think very fast. Yeah, yeah. everybody's different, but yeah, sometimes people think very fast. And it's Tony guy, but it, I'm I'm pretty sure if the Tony himself, if you let him prepare a, a kind of show, probably he's not that top top. Huh. But on the live, it's I guess probably the top. Huge, right? That's a huge skill. Sometimes yeah. you see that, like you know, I'm sure you, when you watch comedy, you yeah. notice like some people are just so good at interacting with the audience, yeah, yeah. and that's their gift. Like Even they can do other stuff. The mantra, there's yeah. a sugar Sammy, right? Yeah, He's sugar good Sammy's with, the I, audience. Yeah, yeah, audience. I I saw a couple of that, and, several and, of that. He's pretty pretty quick. And then like uh, in New York, there's like Judah Fred Fredlander, uh, who's like that, and Aaron Berg, and a few other people that I've seen who yeah. have been. Doing mostly crowd work, their yeah. act is mostly crowd work, but they're, but it's great. Yeah. Like they're just so. I mean, they've done stand up. Obviously, they're like ex they're skilled at that. But when you see them 
just being able to talk to people and like the things they can make, the jokes they can yeah. make on the fly, that clearly they're not the, the same jokes they always make, like, you know, it's dependent yeah. on the person. It's exceptional. Yeah, if you spend time writing and then perform, yeah. that's a different skill set. Absolutely. Yeah. And and like you should have a mix of both, obviously. Yeah. Everybody wants that mix of like, yeah. I can do both, you know, I can work with the audience, but then I can also do, but you know, sometimes you're like, you're, you know, I'm, I'm definitely better at uh, the, the written stuff yeah. and working on yeah. being better at the yeah, recently, stuff. I, recently I discovered another guy, he's really genius. He's a special, he made a special as a, I guess, 11, 12 million views already. Well, who is he, Jim? It's uh, Andrew Schultz. Yeah, I've had him on an old podcast of mine. Seriously? He's great. Yeah, he's great. This guy is, he's killer. I guess, is the new generation. He's yeah. the top of the new generation. Jesus. Yeah, I read his, he became very famous. Have you seen like, yeah, the, the, the latest no, special on I've YouTube? I've heard he's great. It's he's free. always great. It's totally free yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, they okay. put everything free on YouTube. Okay. That's 11 or 12 million views oh, within is like it great? a month. It's hilarious. Okay. It's like one yeah, of the that. one of the best, best. It's a, like 60 minutes non-stop. Yeah, it's, uh, that's this, really this, admirable. This guy is crazy. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, he's a nice enough guy too. Because yeah, yeah. young people, you don't see so many, like old generation, like uh, Dave Chappelle is kind of being a lot of years. Right? Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. But like Andrew Schultz, I believe has been doing it for a very long time. I don't think he's as, he, I don't think he's that young even. I think he's probably like, I would guess mid to late 30. Yeah, exactly. The late 30s, early guess, 40s, my yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just like, heard of him recently. I yeah. Guess. yeah. Oh, no, but then that he's still probably been doing it for like 20 something years, but that's still like he he's a, still a newer generation. Yeah, You're right. He has a YouTube channel called uh, Flagrant. Okay. Flagrant, two of Flagrant. Okay. It's uh, pretty good. They have two or three guys always like uh, having best like talking crazy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Talking yeah. crazy. That's the brand always. Yeah. <laughs> guys talking crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, but that's awesome. He's very, I can see how he'd be hilarious. Mm -hmm. People like, uh, nice yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know, it's a lot of time, as, especially in the United States, the comedy have to be crazy. If not so many doing the kind of wisdom or the, some mm. kind of, that make you kind of doing the... Think, you like people that make you think is what, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that that's less accessible, people mm. who are a little bit more, but I, I still think those people can be very smart, the ones yeah. doing crazy comedy. Sometimes yeah. they're very smart, it's just that the way they're behaving is very animated, or they're like, you know, but I, I still think they can be extremely smart. But yeah. Yeah, I watch a lot of those stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you think it does help your English? Because I me, mean, your English is exceptional, but do you think that it, that's really helped? Yeah, seriously, yeah. seriously. That's, that. that's amazing, because like, uh, also, I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts as well. So to establish the different scenarios, what you say, what you, what the information they give you. Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like when you listen to a podcast, like the con is the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Conversation, you, like, always okay. come. I guess the conversation is a lot better than the movies to 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 learn English oh, because you okay. are, yeah, you always have some sets, you know. Yeah. You have, uh, like for for example, you kind of talking to each other about one thing, you know. Yeah. Oh, what they say about. What, what would they say about this kind of stuff, scenario? Interesting. You know? yeah, so it's oh, help, help you, uh, for me, it's my understanding, it helped me to establish language patterns. Oh. A lot of those patterns, like uh, next next time, like when I see the similar, when I'm in the similar situation, out of nowhere, it's probably I'm going to aware people saying that kind of stuff. Okay. Or I probably respond with that kind of stuff. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then like what kind of podcasts do you listen to that like help you do that? There's mm -hmm. 
I, I'm an engineer. <laughs> I, so oh. I, I, okay. I work computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I'm computer engineer, but that's yeah. right. Oh, for, yeah, so, I didn't think about the engineer yeah, yeah. part. So okay, I yeah. always listen to like it's a little bit boring. Is it Lex Friedman? Oh, I don't know him, but that's okay. That's a, Why? He's a MIT professor. Uh -huh. He's number one, I guess, professor already in okay. the science, whatever. Uh -huh. And another is Joe Rogan. It's yeah. is the king of the, the whole world. Yeah, so yeah. So no, he has a lot of crazy. Talented. Yeah, he's a lot of crazy talk, but cover a lot of covers a lot of topics. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. So it's different. A lot of everywhere. Scientists, everything. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. And, and another cool. crazy guy is Tim Dillon. Yeah, I've heard of him. What is he? He's the doing? monologue. He yeah. does. He's the. Uh, but sometimes it's boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but he's the. Uh, he's, he's, he's very good at the monologue. Okay. So his his podcast is only himself ranting okay. about reality or okay. like jokes here or there. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, those are really interesting podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and some other things, if they talk to some famous people, I I found, because I'm a big fan of Elon Musk, because okay. IT, if you're working in the technology, you, you very difficult to find reason to not admire. Okay, okay, that's that's probably true, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have my, we all have our own issues with him right now. But, yeah, like, exactly. but that, I also have my own issues with Bill Rogan, but have yeah. but admired him for a very long yeah, time, yeah, you know? Yeah, but it's exactly. like, yeah, I also, so, yeah, uh, so like. Uh, for engineer, like seeing this guy doing with rockets, everything, rockets, mm -hmm. electric cars. Okay. Then like I, I watch a lot of his interviews. The crazy guy yeah. <laughs> talking a lot of instead it's like very real person or something. Yeah. But then I found out Joe Rogan. Oh because he's from he did, there. Yeah, because it's one lead to another, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. I know. That's like my podcast, uh, the, the rabbit hole, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. you listen to one thing and you're like, "Oh, you found this person on that podcast. They have their own yeah, podcast. Yeah, you yeah, that exactly. podcast. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, now I've got another podcast. Especially when you look at the number, they have millions of millions of subscribers. So you say, oh, they must be good. I mean, that's and true, which is like yeah. what's kind of heartbreaking because you're like, okay, but if it's harder to try a new podcast yeah. because you're like, you assume when it's a newer yeah. podcast, yeah. they don't have that many millions of people. They must not be very good, yeah. but they just might not be like have a connect connection yeah. or as yeah, well. Yeah. But sometimes I'm the same way too. I'm like, what does everybody else like about this person? You're like, well, there's a good reason. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, the this first, person's great. First, I guess first podcast is the interview, like Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. That, okay. That interview on the YouTube got, 50 million, 60 million views already. So very long, and but you get a lot of information from that. Mm -hmm. Because before I was, I only knew Elon Musk about the he or there like uh, electric cars, Tesla. I did not know Tesla very well before that. Yes. But then, like after the first interview, like then second, third, and then this guy is crazy. Then <laughs> to create like the self landing, self landing rockets. Yeah. Right? That's like. You know, so it's like, uh, especially the, during the pandemic, I'm like every day I'm working the restaurant. So when I cut vegetables, watching dishes, I always have my wireless earphones. So that kills a lot of time. It's so helpful, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, I, I find that like when I have to do something that's like domestic, yeah. I'm very, I hate domestic yeah. stuff. And I have to do something like that. I'm like, well, it makes it a lot easier if you listen to a podcast yeah, exactly. and you're just like, I'm just doing. And I get, and then I feel productive too because you're like I'm getting information. Exactly. It's not yeah. wasted time. That's why it's the advantage of this the, the podcast like in Canada and the United States as well. Like you, you kind of you have podcasts in English, the the first language English for the people is extra for me. I'm not interested to sometimes I'm not even listen to the content. Okay. Or, or the content is really I'm agreeing or like, but on the on top of that I'm learning English. That's so, huge. Those are those exactly. are huge things. Exactly. So that's why they're wow. so popular. Like okay. the, some po podcasts, ah. like some news channels, some yeah. stuff in Canada, United States, they have the 
big advantage of like this. The people from Brazil, from Turkey, from China, from no, China, they don't listen to this, but from like some, they're not first language yeah. English. So for me, it's, it's, it's like, one stone to kids, uh, to, to birds. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, so, I think that's uh, on top of that, I'm washing dishes. Yeah, this is the job making yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm doing everything. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, you're, you're like super multitasking. Yeah, yeah, I've got exactly. five things I'm covering. Yeah. Now I'm like really productive. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's a. That's a good lesson for me because I'm trying to get better at French. Because uh, I'm not terrible. I'm just not. I'm, unco I'm uncomfortable and whatever. And I've tried to uh, watch more films in French yeah. with subtitles, especially. And it's you know it's always helpful. And I love like I'm very interested in another you know obviously it's great to watch films in any language. I like watching films in languages I don't speak. But um, but that seems like your your point is that makes much more sense to probably listen to conversational. Yeah, yeah exactly. So okay, so my friends have recommended some French podcasts. I've listened to French podcasts yeah, exactly. now. Okay, and fair also, enough. Also for me, I'm. I moved here 17 years ago. Like I, I want to know more about Canada and United States. Okay. Like how the system is organized, how, how people re interact with each other. Right? Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, if you get more knowledge about how things doing, you know, how, how do they do things, probably get more, you know, get more knowledge about the, the society you live in. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I always find that, uh, especially, I mean, there's lots of things I don't know about my own country. So I'll say that right away. <laughs> like there's lots of stuff that I learned and I'm like, is this how this works? Because there's all sorts of systems I haven't been a part of, right? Like, I mean, I've, I've lived my whole life, like, work, you know, I've been a performer, but I've also worked like uh, jobs in marketing and whatever, but different types of jobs. And so I think that sometimes I'll listen to something I'm like, oh, that's how this feels, academia, right? Yeah. Know nothing about academia and how it is to be a, a person in that. Then you listen to something, you're like, oh, that seems like a difficult world. Yeah. And and so that's exciting. But uh, I, was, I had a point that I was going to make, and uh, I think it's, it's eluded me. Um, but... Uh, Yes, but what I find kind of interesting too is uh, the differences, obviously, between the Canadian systems yeah, and the and U.S. Is, systems. Yeah, very different. Very different. Yeah, even I know, I, I, I know kind of good amount of those kind of systems already. Yeah, of course, but like, I mean, even, okay, so I listen to a podcast called Maintenance Space, okay. and it's excellent. And it, it largely talks about wellness culture and diet culture and how destructive okay. these systems are. Okay. And it's very illuminating, you know, uh, obviously I have some experience with it in the sense of I'm a woman and I face certain ideas of how women should look and they have to fit into. But in a large way, I don't know, I don't have the same experiences because uh, there's two hosts, they're both very knowledgeable and very good at researching uh, and they're funny as hell. So everything they say, you get an education, but it's also easy to listen to and learn. Um, and then one of the hosts is Aubrey Gordon, and she's a fat woman, and she talks about the experience of living as a fat woman in society, which I have never had the experience. <laughs> she talks about where people yell things at her on the street. It's horrible things. And, and um, or, 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 or monitor what she's eating when she's in a line. She's ordering something. They're like, you could make a better choice. It's like a stranger. Really? Yeah. I never thought anyone would do that. Yeah. Like, I have never seen anyone do that. So, like, that's very eye-opening. Um, but also, uh, one of the things they were recently talking about was workplace wellness. And this is a completely different system than there is here because while they have workplace wellness programs, you know, like, different ones. Do you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Okay. No. Okay. So, some, because, uh... I feel like that's a very corporate thing. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. I, I I've only seen it in some corporate when I've worked corporate jobs, which hasn't been most I, the of my last life. Last job 
I have been the, the big company for yeah. 12 years last year. Okay, so it's perfect. Yeah, I worked yeah. in the as a legal assistant in the corporate world for a bit, but not for very long because it's the corporate world and I don't really work very well there. <laughs> like, oh no, this is this is a nightmare. Um, but uh, the uh, one of the things they were talking about is workplace wellness and why and the difference there is well, you do. Our healthcare system is totally broken here, but their system is so tied into you getting benefits from your employer because the government has abdicated their responsibility of, of you know helping that system work, the healthcare system. So then you're really tied to these terrible uh, this terrible contract with your employer yeah. of one having to continue working somewhere that you may not be happy with because you can't afford to live. And, and have your health care or your family's health care taken care of. But you are, you are the foreign worker in the United States. How do you cover your health? I just didn't. I just didn't get sick. I got really? lucky. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I you just, did not have health insurance? Well, I had like travel health insurance because you're, if you're not, um, I never was an immigrant there. I never was. I was always there as a student okay. or when I was there for the last six months when I went there, I was just like, you know, a traveler. Okay. So I had travel insurance. Um, so I had health insurance through Canada, but uh, I also, you know, like I was very lucky. So nothing happened. And I had the stupidity of being in my twenties and believing I was, nothing was going to happen to me. Invincible. Um, exactly. But the times that something did happen, I just avoided it. Like I got hit by a car and I just went, all right, well that happened. And I didn't go to get healthcare or anything. And I just got lucky that it wasn't a very serious accident, but you're like, well, that's stupid. You make stupid decisions because you don't want to be, get a bill that's sky high and I have just been lucky very lucky about that um, but anyway it was very interesting to hear they're talking about work, workplace wellness and these terrible programs that people feel like oh I gotta I gotta do this because I needed extra hundred dollars and they're subsidizing my health care in this way so if I do this I I get this discount you know there's lots of complicated it's a great episode I would recommend anyone listen to it um, but it was very fascinating to learn of a system that I am not a part of in any way right I always forget how many bad things come into play with how bad their healthcare system is. And again, I'm not a big fan of what we're doing here anymore <laughs> because I think it's been mismanaged, but it's not, it's definitely not as bad. Yeah.